bought out the pink Lamborghini just to race in China. Bought the rate to China just to race in China. Look bad, Trini bitch, but she mixed with China. Royal thick vagina. Smoke bricks to China. I tell all my niggas, cut the check. Bust it down. Turn your goofy down. Pound. Pound town. Gillette pound town. That was a poem by Maya Angelou that was released in 1982. Amazing poem. May she rest in peace. And may she always be honored for her incredible poet. I say poets, child. I mean poems, girl. It's been a minute. But we are back like we have not left. I am blessed and highly favored to be back in front of this mic. I hope you guys have had an amazing, amazing holiday time and you are adjusting um, yourself accordingly and adjusting your posture in this new season. We're going to speak growth and we're going to speak um just all of the right development that you're looking for this year. Remove anything that is not serving you. In the words of Beyonce, kick them out, kick them out, kick them out. Oh, I know that you treat me right. Kick them out. And let's prepare ourselves for an amazing year. Um, it's been a minute. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a minute. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys when this episode drops. Um, any life update for me? I am still single. I'm happily single. I come home happily with no irritations, no um, difficult conversations, no explanations, just pizzerization. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This dancery is very peaceful over here. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, uh, I dropped my meal prep service that I am doing right now, which is fun. That's fun boots, something else that I am adding to my plates that I'm not going to um stress over i'm just taking things one day at a time and learning as i go i am continuing the year of patience and um yeah just giving myself grace along the way before though um we go into things that are really outside of our test bracket but you know we all consume pop culture but before we get to that shit show. Um, I was like, and all honestly, sometimes I really do feel bad for not doing this as often as people probably think I should do. But honestly, truly, like there has been, you know, a few little placements of um, pushing advertisements here and there. Um, and I had a great first year. Like, a, I'm not rich from this podcast or anything like that which i like i'm not viral but it was really good it was, it was a great year it was it was fun it was it was a release for me it was something that i looked forward to doing when i was in the right mental space to do it but this podcast started off as something for me to utilize my voice and to connect to whoever would decide to listen to this podcast it was not 
created for me to have a money grab. It wasn't created for me to seek fame. It was thoroughly created because I um, have always believed like my a part of my purpose is utilizing my voice and my presence and sharing insight and pouring into people in whichever route God um, guides me to do. So oftentimes when you don't hear from me from this podcast, it's simply because I thoroughly believe not everything has to be about money. Like when you add the the hustle and bustle to everything you do, you don't have a hobby. You don't have something that um, you can utilize as an escape. Sometimes you view everything as life and death because you have money attached to it, or you view everything as something that you have to continually uh, increase in revenue. And that's just not where I want to be in anything um, that I don't feel like doing that for. Like, I think I have always been a creative person. Uh, like one of my friends sent me something from college that I was doing in college with one of my other friends, Brittany. We were, we used to do photo shoots together. Like, you know, me being on the creative side of things and hipping and styling and Brittany was doing the pictures, like some things I just want to keep for me to enjoy and to learn how to be a jack of all trades and to learn how to apply a certain interest and create and, and girl, I don't want to be like Giselle and Robin right now, girl. I don't, if I do, when I do, I will learn how to adjust and posture myself appropriately. But right now, girl, I'm not looking to pay the rent with this. Okay. So until I get to that, you will get that, like that. But right now, if I'm not in the mental space to be in front of this mic, I won't put myself or like put myself under pressure to do so, girl. Okay, girl. All right, girl. Things. Um, yeah. And that kind of goes back to, uh, I know a lot of y'all do, boy, shadow, don't shadow, don't piss me off. I know it's your bedtime almost, and I know that you're not used to me doing this late, but save all that Rick Ross huffing and puffing for another day. Daddy is working. Okay? Thank you so very much. Rude. Um, anyway, child, what I was saying, um, a lot of people do um, New Year's resolutions, you know, that's a standard thing. Um, I tried it. Nothing was ever resolved, girl. Um, it was just a lot of guilt around New Year's resolution because most times, um, for me, I'm speaking for me, for, for me, for me, a lot of times New Year's resolutions or vision boards were just so broad at times and visually or mentally so um, so heavy to wrap my mind around that I just stopped doing it because it, it made me feel guilty for not doing the vision board or knocking things off the vision board. It's just like, uh, it was just too much. Um, so I decided to make things bite size for me. Last year, I decided to do um, different words of focus. Like words of focus have helped me that um, in a way where New Year's resolution was not helping me and the vision board was not helping me. So I decided to just try something different. And this year, I, you know, I decided to um, have a group of friends just kind of tell me what their 
words of the year would be and it just something to kind of keep you grounded and if you can kind of add things to your life within the next 12 months what would it be um so i'm sharing mine with y'all i already prayed over it i'm going to pray over it all year in case some of you niggas are witches and warlocks um but i definitely want to make sure discipline and freedom patience and discernment are um my words of focus this year a lot of people look at me and they they see aspects of discipline and they see me doing things repetitively, uh, repeatedly rather, um, and they identify that as discipline. But me being the person that's with me all the time, I do know there are quite some areas where I definitely can you know be more disciplined. Like I just think um, there are times when I can. <sighs> put things off because I don't want to be uncomfortable in the spaces where, you know, I could be doing it or getting it done. I just need to realize that sometimes discipline is doing things in the moment, even when you don't feel like it. Um, freedom. In the past, I don't think I gave myself the freedom to be a human being, very robotic, like always looking to be the Dependable person for my friends, for my family, um, very fearful of making mistakes, very fearful of my character being seen in a way or what I call myself brand being seen in a way that um, would make people look at me in it differently. And I allow that to put me in a box to really not live life in a way um, that was always authentic to what I felt, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to learn, how I wanted to be. Um, so I need my freedom for that. Um, patience, discernment, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, just want to share that with y'all. Like if y'all have an issue with making things um, realistic and if a vision board or if uh, the New Year's resolution is just too much for you because nothing ever gets resolved, girl, and you know you have a hard time feeling guilty try to just make it bite-sized look at words if you need to you know frame words and put it in your closet put it in the room try that out and see how that fits for you um it worked for me last year and want to continue to do so shadow i kid you not if you have from puff one more time i am putting you out of this living Dogs are so disrespectful and so needy at times. They're like a needy. Well, I'm not straight, so child, let me not compare. Um, but moving on to the 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 things that's been happening in the world. Um, first up, I just want to preface this by saying we have an issue when I say we. I mean, black media, we really have an issue with glamorizing mental illness. For some reason, the black blogs, um, the neighborhood talk, Kyle blocked me, um, little punk ass boy. Um, but Kyle blocked me because I was on his ass. I'm going to forever be on your ass until you learn how to not perpetuate um, you know, when people are being homophobic and transphobic and, and you using the horrible things against black women to push your weak ass block. I'm going to forever, forever. I don't care if you really don't make a dent. I just want you to know that somebody out there, people out there are on your ass with your whack dick sucking skills. Um, 
but yeah, like th- there is a level of um, just lack of of ethics and and morale that I think these blogs have when they push mental illness and act like it's something that we should use as clickbait and use to have as our entertainment is sickening, um, it's dehumanizing, and I think we need to do a better job all around. I say that because <clears throat> last year we had Christian and um, Baby Blue. Uh, that ain't that damn nigga name. That's that's the nigga from uh, Pretty Ricky. Uh, Blue Face. We had this one, this little couple situation, and I'm not going to say that they're I don't know, but there there was an illness going on in Krishan and Blueface, and I don't think there's something going on, and 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 it's not it's not funny anymore. It's not funny anymore. They they need to seek help. They need to go into a cave with doctors, psychiatrists, um um, you know, motherboard, and just just sit still, just sit still, and don't come out until you get right. Get you some help. But here we are in 2024, and I'll, Rick Ross, baby mother, is on the internet. And here we are with another black woman choosing to put herself on a platform and on platform openly looking a hot mess and not only is she doing it by choice but now she got people galvanizing for her and cheering her on because they think that it's entertainment i don't know her name i didn't want to know how she looked i wish that um we never got to this moment because I actually like when people are quiet. You know, like if you're not somebody famous and you looked up and you got a child by somebody that got a coin, girl, collect your transactions in peace and leave us alone. But here we are. People are cheering on. They think that she's funny and entertaining. And it's another black woman that's also using homophobic slurs and talking ill on things that, and, 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 us gay people, we just mind our business. You know, as y'all be trying to say that we don't, but we really just mind our goddamn business. We don't want none, we don't want to deal with none of that shit. Like we just want to talk to the niggas or talk to the girls if you like girls, if you're lesbian. And you know what I'm saying? Like we just want to have our fun and be left alone. But y'all always use us to spread your hate. And I don't know why. So she was talking about Dwayne Wade and calling him a failure and calling him all kind of names because of how um, he's raising his daughter and perpetuating lies about um, actual sex change and that ain't happening. Like, just so, just stupid shit. And I don't understand why we cannot like bitch that that man he didn't have sex with you gabrielle you you didn't take your man she instead thirty thousand dollars from you like um to me like baby get you some help baby please stop running to the internet these lights can't help you 
Are they even paying your bills? Send that nigga a four-page letter like Aaliyah and leave us alone, ma'am. Please. Uh, leave my gay people alone. Leave us the fuck alone. Seek help. Go to betterhelp.com and find your therapist today. All right. Speaking of baby mamas, well, let me let me not degrade, um, downgrade her to a baby mama, but um, speaking of baby daddies, let's just say that. Um, DDG, a.k.a. Dirty Dick Guy, um, and Mrs. Bailey finally admitted to having a child. Um, and I just want to say, baby girl better than me. She's absolutely better than me. I wouldn't have admitted to shit until the child was going to kindergarten. Y'all would have seen me pushing a stroller across Target. What's the baby name? What baby? A baby? What? Girl, this is my grocery cart. I put my apples and oranges in here. What you talking about? It's some honey in here too. What? Pineapples? Huh? Baby? What? See a baby? Uh-uh. They could have seen me taking my child to daycare. Oh, no. I'm just taking a fruit basket to the kids, girl. No, I'm promoting a new album. No, it's called Nursery Rhymes. Absolutely. Baby, child, no. Never seen them. Mm-mm. I would have played it long, but she really could have been Janet Jackson, but make it modern. And if you know, you know. Uh, I'm just uh, allegedly Janet had a child, which we know is not true, but I would have played it like that, but you wouldn't have known my child's name until we walked out the house on the first day of school on, again, kindergarten. And in front of the cameras, oh, this child. I didn't know what y'all were talking about for five years. Yes, this is Halo. Hello, wait for the kids. Yes. All right. Keep it pushing. But they announced it to the world via um, Instagram billboard and, you know, did all the well wishes and stuff. And people again saying, oh, my God, we knew it. We we should have known when you had got up on that. Yeah, we have been around this all before. We know when celebrities just be saying saying things and denying things because they don't want to tell y'all shit because y'all are awful. Beyonce was pregnant with Blue and you guys said that she was not pregnant. We know how y'all are. Y'all are hateful human beings. Hateful. Anytime somebody lose weight, you, you, y'all talk about them. You call them all kind of names after you claim to have learned from Chatwick. Y'all are awful. Awful human beings. And you think people want to rush the internet to tell you about a child? When you offer to the parent, bitch, please be fucking for real. I would want to tell y'all if I had a dent, just it stop, girl, stop. But I do hope that it don't turn out to be like Kiki and Darius. You know how like when there are certain celebrities that feel like family. Angela Bassett feels like an auntie. Um, Queen Latifah feels like the gay aunt that doesn't want to tell us that she's gay, but she always bring her girlfriend around and she said just her friend, but they've been standing together for like 10 years, ain't said nothing to me. Like, you know, she feels like family. Um, Issa Rae feels like the cousin that will go out with you, have a good time, drink, smoke. You crash at her place. You go to her house, use her car. You know, um, ooh, uh, uh, 
wait, as I'm listing these names, do we not have any black male celebrities that feel like they're family? Oh, no. Yikes. But Kiki feels like, you know, our sister, our, you know what I'm saying? Like, she feels like our best friend as family. So, like, seeing her go through this, it's really sad to see. Um, and I hate that she has built such uh, an illustrious career that she now has to deal with the hateful actions of a yellow bone man um, and his raggedy ass family and to have to deal with a brother that looks like um, the damn squirrel from Ice Age and he has horrible what um what did uh Mariah tell um heavily a uh, overbite underbite called over underbite like just horrible the mama was getting beat by their daddy and she playing forgetful and now they dragging Kiki and trying to tarnish her brand but in the words of Kim Zodiac it'll never fucking happen my love it'll never fucking happen that's where you sadly mistaken. Kiki Palmer is celebrated. We know her. We don't know y'all. We just met y'all through her. Y'all are the nigga that she brought to the barbecue one time. We met y'all, played spades, and after that, y'all bounced. Next time we heard from her, she was pregnant by you, and we forgot what your name was. We don't know you like that. We know her. They go for Simone and her husband, too, but we ain't going to get there. But, we, yeah, we don't know you like that. So, Sarani is the dude that played... Um, drove from Insecure, filed uh, a restraining order against Kiki, saying that, you know, she harassed him after the court. I just want to know this. Please tell me 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 this. In a world where we have TMZ, we have the Shea Room, we have the Neighborhood Shits, we have Jason Lee in the Cocaine Room, we have all these places. We even have... um, be loves, be love, be loves Scott, be love, love be Scott. We still have him out there. We have all these platforms out there, right? We even have Tasha Cray and 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 her lawsuits still moving around, and we ain't seen no footage. We ain't heard no no audio. We ain't seen no video. We ain't seen no iOS press release against Kiki Palmer about her erratic behavior, about her turning up on somebody. We ain't heard none of that. We ain't seen none of that. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard the kind of bullshit that y'all are talking about because it don't exist. But what we do have is video of you, Darius. And I hate saying that because, duh. But we have your video. We have video of you putting your hands on her. So until you can give us the receipts, it didn't happen, Captain. And until you do right by Kiki, everything you think about will crumble. Every culture that you try to slide in will dry up. Every audition you go out to will close. Every target you go into to get grocery will, will be closed down, out of stock. Every gas station you go to will be out of gas. Because you would not, you would not make her get off her carriage and throw tomatoes with you. 
Okay? Thank you. Now, I just mentioned Issa. That's me, because I'm I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of, um, but I'm not surprised. Last week, the world got noticed of yet another black show by the name of Rap Shit getting canceled after two seasons. I was kind of upset because I'm real sensitive about anything that Issa touches because to me, Issa can't do no wrong. Unlike Tyler Perry, Issa really does have skill for writing and directing and choosing great character development and choosing a team of people that know what they're doing. But I was really sad that HBO, well, not HBO, girl, I was really sad that HBO Max decided to cancel rap shit because again, it was a good show. I think it was growing um, to have a very, um, a very sustainable cultural impact because of the world that we live in right now being so dominated by women in rap um, and seeing certain things play out in a way where we kind of get insight from people that we know to be actual rappers and how the show was choosing to move forward. Uh, but I don't know if y'all been paying attention <clears throat> to not just Issa, because Issa, um, they also counseled Sweet Life um, last year, I think, or maybe at the end of 2022, which is a horrible decision because that love that show down. Love that show down. Um, but Hollywood has been taking a transition when it comes to black television shows on different platforms. Um, and right now we are in an era where it won't be too many black shows that are prominent in a way that Insecure was or in a way that Blackish was or in a way that ATL was. Um, right now, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but right now the biggest black show that we have and it's not even um majority black like the other shows were but right now we have abbott elementary um that's on abc that's doing really well and um shout out to quinta who just got um an emmy for her amazing work as janine um and of course shirley raff who won something last year but there aren't too many shows right now um, that we have, when I say black shows, I'm not, I'm not talking about baddies East, baddies West, baddies South Central, baddies in Tokyo, baddies in, you know, down under in Australia. I'm not talking about those shows. I'm talking about real television, real scripted shows. No shade, but shade to the people that's keeping Zeus in business, girl. 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 You can go down to Bulldogs in Atlanta if you really want to, like, kind of get an up close and personal of shit that's similar to Bad is East. But yeah, we don't have those kind of, we don't, we don't have much when it comes to um, quantity anymore. And I'm not counting Tyler Perry shows on BET. No, I, no, 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 I'm not doing it. No, we are just in a situation where they are erasing um, us right now, I think a lot of, I said this on Twitter, but I think a lot of people, a lot of people in power realize that they have us where they want us. When I say us, I mean all consumers, not just black consumers, but all consumers, um, which is why Netflix is going up on prices again. 
and deciding to get rid of the basic plan again without increasing their quality shows. I don't understand. But streaming platforms are deciding that since they have us cornered, a lot of people are not going back to cable television. Um, A lot of us rely on streaming services to really enjoy um, nostalgia when it comes to watching reruns of older shows that we adore, as well as watching great things that come out that we miss, whether it's catching up on the episode of Abbott Elementary that we didn't get a chance to see or tuning in to the Real Housewives of Potomac that ain't doing too well. Um, you know, and all we have is them, right? And they are increasing prices and cutting away content because what are we going to do? We we got to have entertainment. So they know that though they are cutting black shows, we're going to linger around because we do want some form of entertainment in our household. We want to hold on to something. So unfortunately, they can afford to play those games, especially right now when a lot of them are deciding to do um, AI when it comes to voices and, and script writing. Just uh, um, it sucks. It sucks down. I think it speaks to the capitalism, um, and I do wish, like I, I really wish that places like Zeus focus on good content. I really wish that um, Tyler Perry would let people come to work at BT who really cared about the culture. I really do wish, like you know. Um, HBO and uh, other content, uh, other streaming platforms really just thought about that because we have a say-so in it, but unfortunately it happens. It happened in the 90s and happened to early 2000. It's happened again. Um, but we'll see. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yes, here we are in 2024. And in the year of 2024, we still have some people that are quite afraid of therapy. Though you know you need the help, though you know you need to unlearn some things, though you know you may struggle with anxiety, though you know you may struggle with difficult conversations and you want to get better, you are still afraid of therapy. But hear me out. If you try betterhelp.com, you can find a therapist that fits your needs. You can even take time to scroll through and read through bios to find a therapy that feels like they'll mesh with what you need and you can feel comfortable. They're not there to hurt you. They're there to help you. You can feel safe to talk about all the shit your parents did to you that now impacts your relationships. Betterhelp.com. Try it out today. Seek help. Get help. Be better. Betterhelp.com. Bitch, don't be mad at me. Bitch, be mad at Megan's Law. Bad bitch, she like six foot. I call her Bigfoot. Bitch, full of fussy. Get up on your good foot. Child, we are not talking about that today. We don't have the time. We don't have the, I don't have the energy, girl. They'll be okay. Let them rap. Let them rap it out. They are, they, they rich. They got access to different resources that we don't, this is what they do. They'll be okay. We have bigger things to discuss. So, before we concern ourselves about the things of this world, honey, that's going to be there and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning to the end of time, let's talk about us. Let's talk about us, baby. Let's talk about some inner things that we need to address as we move forward throughout this year. Okay. Okay. 
Now, I wanted to make sure the first episode of the year just dives into things that concern your individual health, your individual well-being. Because we can always shoot the shit about the bullshit that's going on in the world. But I want to focus on you and me. Okay. So, I'm drinking some coffee. Um, so, I have five things that I want us to talk about as we navigate throughout this year. And I want you to keep it top of your mind. So, I'm going to give you a second. Go get your pen, open up your, your note app, whatever you got to do, because I want you to take some notes. Because this is a free couch session, and some of y'all don't go to therapy, and that's okay. I ain't judging you, just like Planet Fitness. This ain't no judgments on, baby. However, I want you to take notes, and I want you to consider the things that I'm going to say, okay? I love you. But anyway. Five things that I want you to consider. Numero uno. I want us to let go of one-sided friendships. And I know it's hard. I, I Listen, listen, somebody that has a history of people pleasing and I have a history of wanting people to always see the best in me and people to see the light that I am. But if they don't want to see it, if they don't want to be around it, what you going to do, baby? Mm-hmm. What you're going to do, you can't make them. And oftentimes we get in this, we get in this cycle of those one-sided friendships or where we find excuses of why we should continue to try and why we should um, always make room for them to re-enter our spaces or re-enter those intimate settings with us when they feel like they have the capacity to do so. And one thing that I do know that is such a um, a, a repeated pattern within those one-sided friendships is the lack of communication. I have learned over time to communicate with my friends just as I would communicate with someone that I am dating or in a relationship with. For instance, anytime I'm having um, a bad day, a bad week or I need some alone time. I just, you know, I ain't got it for you, baby. Don't don't look this way. Look to the hills for he is your help, not me right now. I communicate that with my friends. I try to make sure that when I'm preparing to disengage from what is seen as normal, um, normal dialogue or whatever the normalcy is of that friendship or that relationship, I make sure to communicate that so they are not left wondering what's going on if they don't hear from me or if I'm not um, like myself. But with one-sided friendships, there are certain people that fail in that area. And I get it. Not everybody is good at communication. Not everybody uh, possesses those tools to, to know, okay, when I am feeling like it's YZ, I need to communicate that to those who are close to me so they are not left wondering what's going on. Like you have time to yourself, but you can also communicate that to people around you. Uh, and I know for a fact, like speaking personally, I know there are some people in my life, right? 
that I have a habit of making excuses for like, oh, you know, we've been friends since, <laughs> since elementary and they just going through some things probably. I don't really know because they ain't told me shit. They just going through some things probably. And, you know, they couldn't make it. They couldn't, they, they, maybe they don't, you know, have my new number. Maybe they don't, you know, I don't know. Something's going on. We have been friends since college. Maybe. Stop that. Stop that. It does not matter. When you know that you are pouring out and you're pouring out and you're pouring out and you ain't getting nothing in return. Let it go. Let it go. And you can even be, I tell you what, I I give you a I, I give you a plus one. You can even communicate with that friend before you get to that breaking point, or before you get to that turnout point. You can let them know, hey, this is this is your red slip before things get delinquent and I bounce. I feel as if I have poured out into you as a friend should as i love to because you are uh, you are my friend you are my significant other blah 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 however i feel as if you're not reciprocating that to me and i feel though i am missing that from you and you're doing the work of keeping it on you you're not accusing them of anything you're not saying you don't call me you always too busy you don't never tell me what you're doing or when you go out keep it on you you can keep it on you as much as possible so that person does not feel attacked, but they're hearing how you feel because you're using the word I. Now, when you have that conversation and when that conversation does not lead to change, then I want you to pick up your things, turn your badge in, leave your items at their desk or at the front office and leave a note in the hallway and by the time they get it it'll be too late and just press boots on after life and it ain't got to be beef it don't have to be any animosity it does not have to be any tension when you are around them but what does have to be true is that you are no longer in a situation where you are pouring out and you're not being filled up from that relationship that dynamic we can text people all day long to engage with us, but if they just do not have the time, you're wasting yours. I have had people that I know for a fact I showed up for, I I made time to do things for because I love them so much to do so. It was second nature for me. However, when it came time for them to reciprocate that, it was not second nature for them. It was always excuse. I have people... I ain't here from an almost really a year. Like if if I have to always be the one to reach out to, hey, hey girl, let's get dinner. Let's let's get brunch. And you'll never really come through with that. And then I say, hey girl, I'm having a birthday thing. Let's come through. You know, you know, let let's let's have some fun. Or if you text me and say, Hey, I'm having a brunch and I show up, that's me showing you that. I want I want to be as present as much as possible. I want to support you. I want to see you win. I want to see you at your best. I want to also support you when you are at your worst. But if they ain't around for none of your shit, again, drop your things and go. You don't have time to deal with one-sided friendships. There are people out there 
that God will place in your life that will be fruitful and helpful and love you and pour into you like no other thing a person could because he made room for them by removing the other person out of your life. Okay. All right. Hopefully you took that down. Hopefully that resonates with you. Moving on. Now, funny thing that I mentioned how to have that conversation with that friend, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a very strategic person, Chad. So now that we discussed that particular thing to let go of, something that kind of dynamic or that kind of situation involves, what the coffee so good? It's difficult conversation. We, I'm saying we because I'm also included, we can have the tendency to shy away from things that does not make us feel good in the moment, or we can shy away from things that we know will potentially hurt the person on the receiving end, even if that means betraying ourselves and keeping those things inside and bottling up and we just manage whatever discomfort we feel because we rather feel the discomfort of holding it in rather deal with the discomfort and disappointment from the conversation that is a hard thing to come to grasp with however it is truly 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 needed because what happens is when we shy away from difficult conversations, we most times we miss the opportunity to be honest with ourselves and take full acknowledgement of our feelings as it pertains to whatever thing that needs the difficult conversation. When we do that, we are hurting ourselves but protecting the other person's ego or we're hurting both parties by not allowing whatever thing to find a solution and to evolve and grow from it if you are in a relationship with someone and um you're not liking how they're always busy with work and when you're in their space, they're still zoned into work and they don't have time for you. You're not getting that intimacy. You're not, something about your love languages are just not being met. However, you know that this person does enjoy what they're doing and they enjoy work. So you don't want to disrupt that. So what do you choose to do? You choose to just, you know, get the small end of the stick and you just deal with that discomfort and have your needs not be met while being in that space with that person and watching them uh, be in a comfort zone as you're in your discomfort zone. When in actuality, there is a middle ground that you can find as you navigate through that difficult conversation by expressing yourself, by expressing your needs. Even when it pertains to uh, the one side of friendship, you're in a spot where you want to feel xyz you want to see better you want to let your friend know girl 
nigga, bitch, trick, girl, what's going on? I'm tired. I need you to listen to me. No Beyonce. I need you to look at me as a friend because I'm feeling drained over here. I, I, I'm dried out like the episode of SpongeBob when, you know, he was in that tank and he couldn't breathe. Help me out. You don't get to that spot of expressing and letting your person, your friend know what you need without having a difficult conversation. We're going to disappoint people. It's inevitable. Um, we're going to hurt people, whether, you know, unintentional, intentional, it's, it's again, inevitable. We're not perfect people. However, we need to make sure that we're not shying from those difficult conversations because we allow things to linger on. And once they linger on, resentment can come and you resent that person, you resent yourself. And now you're in a situation where things have felt so deep that eventually when you do explode or when you do decide to express yourself, you may f- forgot the, the points and the examples because it's good to be able to communicate. Remember this time when this happened. Remember this time when this happened, I felt like have those difficult conversations, even if it's with your parents. Difficult conversations can also lead to boundaries. It's important to establish boundaries. However, you cannot have those boundaries and state those boundaries without having difficult conversations. But I want, let me say this too. The feeling, the discomfort feeling around the difficult conversations are not permanent. It's temporary. What does have a more um, permanence? Is that a word? I think that's a word. Mm, we'll see later. Um, is the fact that you got this off your chest. You expressed your need. Now you can move forward with a decision that feels true to you. Okay? It's okay. You can do it. Write those names down of people that you want to talk to and hit me up, girl. We can talk through it. I can give you some pointers on how to have those difficult conversations. Um, and it's a and difficult conversation does not make you a, a mean person. Well, it depends on how you state it because don't be don't be out here being rude and thinking that people are going to receive it. Well, if you being an asshole, that's crazy. Number what's three in Spanish? Tres. I think I think that's the name. Oh, oh, well. Something that I'm very big on. And again, y'all, make sure y'all got y'all notes out because this, I'm giving you your first free session of therapy for. Listen, come on now. Come on. I'm, 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 this is a free resource. Don't play. You taking note? Or, uh, can we? I can move. All right, moving on. Over explaining yourself. I am very big. If you know me personally, if I hear that I'm over explaining myself, I'm stopping mid-sentence because, girl, I'm grown. And if my simple, succinct answer is not enough for you, I don't know what to do. You better go get a coloring book and fill in the lines that way because I ain't filling no other lines. No. Mm-mm. What I said is very simple. It's straight to the point. That's all you need. Now, will some stuff need to be more in detail? Absolutely. Absolutely. But not everything. If something is asked of you and a short answer is the best answer, go with the short answer because that's the best answer. If they can't comprehend that or if they have 
an attitude problem with that, that has nothing to do with you. That's totally on them. And it's on them because they feel entitled to more. They feel entitled to more details that concerns you and not them. Oh, oh, oh. let me repeat that again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They feel more entitled to details that concern you and not them. I say that because how are you going to get mad because I ain't tell you my business when it's my business? Stop that. And sometimes when we feel the need to over explain ourselves, it's because we're trying to manage our anxiety within the moment. Some people feel anxious when questioned or when things come up and in order to make them feel like they're accepted or understood or, um, not being distant, they find themselves over explaining things to try to make the other person not feel away. And again, that's on them. Yes, your anxiety is a thing that you may feel in the moment. So you may choose to explain yourself, but pause, ask yourself, the details that I'm choosing to withhold from this conversation, is it detrimental to the other person's well-being? If the answer is no, move along. You don't owe them that. It's okay to keep some things to yourself. If you can't make it to something because you're not feeling your best. Hey, George, I'm sorry I can't make your game night. I'm not in the best mood right now. Hope you guys have fun. Boom. Do you see how straight to the point was? You said George. You stated the person's name. You acknowledged that they are having something that you wanted to engage in, but right now you're not in the best position or the best mood to do so. Straight to the point. You, you tie that up, baby. You button it. You hear me? That's it. That's all they need. If they try to go into detail with you, you stated your as a friend, as someone with a heart, as someone with some emotional competence and emotional intelligence. Hopefully, they understand that what you said was enough, and you don't have to stroke their ego by giving them more. A lot of things don't involve us and our feelings. It involves the other person's ego that feel fragile or poked. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Okay. All right. Number four. Y'all, I'll pause for a minute. I have really been craving Apple Jacks for the longest, and I am telling myself that I do not need it because what happens is I. Well, girl, I forgot that they make the little small things of, of cereal. Oh, my God. I could have just bought a small thing of cereal and just bought a little small thing of milk. Y'all, for the past two weeks, I have been telling myself I do not need cereal because I forgot. Well, I, my mind was on like, hey, you know, they only sell them big boxes of cereal. I'm not going to eat that big box of cereal. I'm just, I just want a little bit. The whole time, I could, I could have had a big, I mean, a small thing of cereal with don't worry, I will be having cereal this week. Follow me because I will post it to let you know that I, I gave in and I got my Apple Jacks. Okay. Um, number four. 
let's get out of our heads in 2024. Let's get out of our heads in 2024. Let's get out of our heads in 2024. Now, I ain't saying that your head is a bad place to be. What I'm saying is sometimes our heads can evolve, involve uh, things or narratives that keep us from moving forward in the external spaces or with our internal gifts and our um, purpose. Fear can sometimes sneak up in our heads. Anxiety can sometimes sneak in our heads. And those two things are dark. Fear is a dark thing. It's a common thing. It's a natural thing, but it's also a dark thing. Anxiety, common, natural, dark. When those two dark things decide to pop up in our heads, it clouds and it overshadows the beauty of whatever it is that we want to do. Try your hardest to get out of that. When you when you get out of your head, what happens is you are able to look around, to, to sit with your feelings, to sit with things that you know are true, and you work with that. When you acknowledge that perfection is not a real thing. If perfection was a real thing, this country would not be the way it is. We would have been heard the horns go off generations ago and we would have all been up there chilling just looking at nothing on this planet but but the birds and the bees and and the the squirrels nothing nothing is perfect so get out of your head assuming that before you do anything that perfection needs to be at the forefront that's a lie get out of your head when thinking that you how to you have to show or prove to yourself that you are worthy before you seek love you have to prove to yourself that you are worthy before you apply to a job get out of your head look around and identify what's true take some time sit with your feelings and identify what's true within your feelings Do not let anxiety and fear be those dark shadows that blocks the light within you. Even when we think about um, how, so I have a, a, a close friend of mine and I always tell him that he is so funny. He's He's so loving. He's so caring that no one is looking at him to identify the worst in him because his light is just so bright. But what's happening is the fear and anxiety that's in his head, he's in there with it and he's not able to pull himself out all the time to look at the bigger picture, to look at what's true, to look at how he feels, to look at how people feel about him. Get Let's get out of our heads in 2024. Me, for example, I was in my head for a little bit about um, my meal prep stuff, right? I was thinking, oh, this ain't going to work out, child. We're going to have an issue with this. People going to have issue with prices. People not going to do. It's okay. 
let me at least try because I would feel better being on the end of seeing things come to fruition and seeing how things turn out than being behind fear and anxiety and never seeing it at all. Look at what's true. Look at how you feel. Sit with that. Because fear and anxiety, girl, all they do is lie. The devil is a lie. You will lie. You will lie. I never been so. Number five. This is going to be an actual episode because we ain't got no time. Let me just say this real quick because I need to sit with this myself too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder how it tastes with whiskey and coffee. Never mind. That's, that's too early. Um, generational curses. When we think about generational curses, there is a myth that we need to do the double work and try to teach our older generations about how those curses can be broken. I know a lot of times we think about, oh, you know, I need to just sit with my mom and sit. And we we drain ourselves with trying to teach them how to unlearn what they learned. That's not our responsibility. I know that's hard to hear, but that's not our responsibility. We, listen, the generational curses start with you, what you learn, how you apply it, how you move forward. You don't have to go back and double work yourself to try to teach your grandma who's 78 years old about how speaking her mind can sometimes be problematic because what's on her mind and got nothing to do with her. It's none of her business. What's on her mind can be harmful to other people who have the right to be human beings. You don't have the time to teach somebody who has spent 78 years learning what they have learned, baby, because they have few years in front of them that they have. You don't have the time. Breaking generational curses start with your generation. It starts with you. You are the starting point. You don't have to pull a charmed and get the power of three to go back in time to address things that your grandmother, your grandfather learned. It sucks. Yes, it, yes, they still may be, you know, problematic. They, You can decide not to have them around when it comes to how you handle certain stuff. You can decide not to have them evolve. You can decide to not tell them certain stuff. But the starting point is you. Not the oldest person in the family. It's you. What you unlearn, what you unpack, you work through that and you apply it moving forward. You, I don't think people understand how draining it is to... <sighs> Not only have this mindset about breaking generational curses, but it's hard work to deal with things that impact us over the course of our lives and to unlearn and to learn and to apply and to identify certain things. And it's it's a lot. Um, it's needed. It's necessary. It's important. However, that does not mean that it's not heavy. That does not mean it's not draining. So for you to take on the work for yourself, for you. And to take on the work for your grandma, your granddaddy, your older sister, your, it's start with you are the starting point. You are the visuals, baby. Okay? Stop that. Stop. Stop that. Stop that. Don't do that. Focus on what you can do. Focus on what you need to unlearn. Focus on what you need to learn. Apply that. Make the change. You don't owe 
the older generation, the the constant time that it would take to teach them. That was their responsibility, not yours. Okay? So let's repeat those things. Number one, one-sided friendships. Stop that. Fix that. Number two, stop feeling fearful of difficult conversations. Generational curses. That ain't always responsibility. Okay? What was number four and five? What, 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 what's number four and five, child? Oh, over explaining yourself. Okay? Stop that. Thank you for coming to this couch. Hopefully you took notes. We will check in later. And we will discuss these things later with different people. Other than that, get your things and get out. See you soon. Mwah. Bye.